0: two new commitments for bc woohoo good news there but all of a sudden the quarterback situation in the class of 24 just got a little tighter that sound is our chest getting a little tighter here but there may be another answer here we'll get into that on today's show you are locked on boston college your daily podcast on the boston college eagles part of the locked on podcast network your team every day All right, folks, this is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Folks, we are in a crazy month of June here. We're into week number three of the official visit season, where there's nine commitments, uh, not commitments, nine visitors coming to Boston College this weekend you want those information go to Eagle Insider I got all laid out with who's coming and where BC stands but news I'm bringing to you today is about commitments and the what many people view the most important position on the field and that is the quarterback position and so on today's show I want to look at where BC currently stands because the situation got a little bit more dire. So when we've been talking about the quarterbacks for a couple months now, it's been about five different guys. We saw Ryan Puglisi. That was the, 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 the big one at first. Well, he ended up deciding that, Hey, I'm totally fine. Being the backup at Georgia, all power to him. You're going to play for a national championship caliber team. Can't hate on him for doing that. Okay. He's gone. Then, It was Aiden Glover, a quarterback who was just on campus two weeks ago. Well, he's off to Missouri now. He never really seemed like he was that high on BC. So that one wasn't a big surprise. Then it's Miles O'Neill, formerly of Marblehead, Massachusetts, who is playing at the Hunt School in New Jersey. Now he is going to be the second quarterback in the class for Texas A&M. I mean, I get it. That's a school that has a lot of money. That is a school that plays in the SEC. Can't hate him on for that. That being said, when's the last time Texas a and has ever had a, a good quarterback that's been successful in the NFL. Johnny, Johnny football doesn't count. He's gone. He's going to be the backup there. I, I mean, whatever. And then that leaves you with one guy left. BC is now down to one quarterback and that is Henry Hasselback, son of Matt Hasselback. We've talked about Henry a bunch on this podcast. He took his official visit last week. We have the interview up on Eagle insider. If you're listening right now, by the way, cheap plug, go to Eagle insider. If you're listening live before midnight, you can get 60% off any uh, subscription. It ends at midnight. So get over there now, sign up right now. We've had, 30 plus subscribers in 15 days for a school like BC. That is huge. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. So you need to come over there too. But anyways, Henry has been checking out Michigan state. He's checked out. He's going to be checking out Pitt. He's going to check out UAB. And there's one other school. I'm totally blank. I think though, actually those are all three. He's checking out four schools and he has BC. So now BC is down to one quarterback option. It's Hasselback. This is the kid from Zavarian Brothers, son of Matt Hasselback. Will he end up at BC? That's a big question. I mean, Michigan State's a big offer. Pitt is a big offer. Will he stick with the Eagles? From what I've heard, and I've talked to people, he's enjoying the recruiting process. He has no rush to make a decision. When I talk to Henry, it doesn't sound like he's going to be making a decision anytime soon, unless a program pushes him. His, his, his goal is just to sit back, relax and let the recruiting, you know, just flow over him and who can blame him? You have schools drooling all over you. Why not do that? Right. For BC though, they're kind of left in the lurch here. They have, if they don't get Henry Hasselbeck, what do they do? That's a big question. And I think, I think the answer goes back to just a month ago. BC did a preemptive strike in here, and it kind of leads into where this whole college football thing is going. They landed Thomas Castellanos out of UCF. I wouldn't be surprised if the school feels that if they strike out on all their 24 quarterbacks, instead of just taking a reach and wasting a scholarship, they can view it as okay. Our class of twenty-four quarterback is Castellanos. That's our guy. That's what we're going to do, and then we'll look at twenty-five because there's some guys that they're looking at already at twenty-five. That might be where they go if they miss on Hasselback. They may think they may be just thinking that the transfer portal is the guy that they're going to do it. And honestly, I know folks are, are are probably gnashing their teeth listening to this at home but kind of isn't that what you wanted from BC? Isn't this what a lot of folks have been asking, like take advantage of the transfer portal, right? Like if BC can't make a move in the transfer portal, just like some schools can't, I mean, in the, in the recruiting, hit it in the transfer portal. They already did it. They got a guy that they like that kind of counts. Right? So I think I, I I kind of agree with like, if this is the case, that's fine. I think, I think, Castellanos is, is the good one, but I'm still... I have a, a crystal ball placed for Henry Hasselback that I placed, I think it was April 1st. We are now at June 16th, 15th if you're listening live, and I'm not changing it. I still think he ends up at BC. I think he'll end up moving off of lacrosse and ending up at Boston College to play football. We'll have to wait and see, though. I'm going to have to wait to hear what I hear, and like right now, You know, he he didn't sound like overly enthused. I mean, if he really liked Michigan City, he would have canceled his other officials and and gone there. But I think it's up to the air. And and the other official that he's going to take it to UAB, he's not going to UAB. (laughs) Let's just just be blunt there. So we'll have to wait and see. Now, in a moment, we're going to go from the hypothetical to what the, the pen and paper. Commitments PC has landed, as the Eagles added two more on Wednesday. I'm gonna get into who they are and what they could bring to the Eagles. But I want to get into Bird Dogs for a second here because Bird Dogs is my choice for the summer. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and legs, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I mean, folks, I am I'm wearing my my plaid bird dogs right now and i am so happy that i am they're so comfortable they look good they they look professional they look like you can i mean the best part of of bird dogs is seriously they're so multi-dimensional you wear them to look nice you can go to a bar with them you can go running with them you can do whatever you want with these and they work that's the best part of it so go to birddogs.com slash lockdown college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I don't want to. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Now, let's uh let's chat about some of the big news over the weekend. I mean over the week. On Wednesday, two newer names. Uh, committed to BC. We're going to go over one each, each segment. The first was Jackson Santiago, a tight end from Centennial, California. He's six, four. He had offers from a lot of Ivy schools. You watch his film though. And that's what stood out to me about Santiago. He's a three-star recruit. He's a catching tight end. This is not a guy. This is not a tight end in the sense of a guy that you're going to throw out there and expect to run block three quarters of the game because that's not what he does. He's not big enough to do that. He's more of that hybrid, wide receiver, tight end type of guy. Too big to cover with a cornerback, but too fast to cover with a linebacker. And I think that's kind of what BC's been looking for. They got Taji Johnson, who kind of fills that role right now. But just a couple years ago, it was this guy, RJ Maryland out of Texas, who is now at SMU. This was the kind of guy for their roster that they were looking for—a guy that they hoped they could line up out there and cause matchup problems. They lost Maryland. I think it was the last day of um, signing period. He ended up decommitting, and I, don't, I honestly don't know what the reason was for it. But Santiago, yeah, if you're if you're just gonna fall in love with offer lists, he's not the most impressive recruit BC's land. He's not Keonde Henry or Josiah Martin, right? He's not going to be those types of guys. Watch his film, though, folks. Go to Huddle. Look up Jackson. It's J-A-X-T-O-N. I love that name. Santiago. And watch him. He's playing against a pretty good competition in California, and he's getting up there, and he makes those defensive backs look silly. So, you know, there's going to be guys. You're not always going to get a full class of recruits that have multiple P5 offers. Every school's going to have a couple. Every school has some that are going to be guys that fly a little under the radar. The coaches watch the film. They meet the kid and they are like, okay, that's that guy. This is, this is Santiago. And to float my own boat again, I had a crystal ball for him in about a week ago. I knew BC was going to go for him. Um, and the bigger question now is it, folks are going to be asking is where's this leave the tight end situation? Cause he's not, if you're looking at BC's big board, that's the, that's the ranking of all the recruits that they're looking at and, and where they might look at them. I could tell you Santiago's not the tight, t- top tight end. They were looking at, that would be Benjamin Blackburn who was just here last weekend. Does that mean that BC is done with Blackburn? Absolutely not. Does that mean BC's out and they knew that? Nope. From what I've heard, BC is going to possibly go with both of them. I, I think they're still hoping to get both of them because both of these guys, Blackburn, who's from Miami, he's more the typical tight end that you get. Six, seven, he's big, a blocker. He can do a lot more that end while, while Santiago's more of the pass catching tight end. Blackburn is down to three schools, basically Georgia Tech, BC and Duke. I've already said on our pot on my my message boards what I think that could happen there, but I think the ending goal here is that the hope is that you get both of them because you need you need some depth there. You add them in with Matt Regan, you add them in with, um, why am I totally blanking? Jeremiah Franklin, my goodness, my brain's rotted today. You add them with the guys like that, you're starting to build some depth there, right? And that's what Halfway has been pr- hoping for. So. I don't think that Santiago means the end of the pursuit of Benjamin Blackburn, but if they do not, if they don't close on Blackburn, if Blackburn ends up going to one of these other schools, then BC has one guy. And again, go back to this. You can use the transfer portal. There's nothing saying Boston college can go for their top guys. And if there's nothing there, instead of just taking a, a flyer on a guy that may never, never um, turn into something and ends up transferring to, you know, an FCS school or out of football in a year or two, go in the transfer portal, get somebody else. That's the beauty of the new f- format of college football. It kind of stinks for the kids because it makes it so it's harder for kids to get scholarships, but that's just the way things are. That's the way, that's the new reality of college football here, folks. So, if BC blows past, if they lose on Blackburn, and I'm not saying that they will, because I think there's a good chance that they land him, then don't go out there and just guess on a guy. Go out there in, in the transfer portal, and maybe if that's what you want, you see a guy that fits your scheme and has already played a little bit, boom, you got your you get your fill in. Second segment in a row I'm saying this, right? If they miss out on Hasselback, you already went in the transfer portal, you do it. If you miss out on Blackburn, you wait and do it in the transfer portal again. Now in our final segment, I'm going to get into a name not many folks will know, but has a last name that many BC fans that are longtime fans recognize immediately. We'll get into who this player is and why he may be the most underrated recruit on this class in just a moment. This is locked on BC. I am your host, AJ black. If you're following along on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already. Hit the like button on these videos. We're going to have a whole new format, I think, on Monday, where you like visually is going to look really cool. They've, they've, uh, the locked on folks have going to have created a template. I think it's going to look really snazzy. I hope you check that out. Now, on our screen, I love these pictures. Who, are, um, I want to shout out the guy that created all these pictures and I don't have his name in front of me, um, but he's the guy that did all the photo shoots for BC. And I think if, if you're not on the site, I mean, on the, on the YouTube page, you can go to Eagle Insider. I use all his photos cause the kids give them to me. Um, he, they're f- fantastic. And this on, on the video on the page right now is Charlie Camella, who is a athlete from Zaverian brothers. Now he is a multi-sport athlete uh, who plays baseball, football. He's a defensive back and wide receiver. I believe he also plays track. So this is a guy that plays a lot. But he doesn't. Up until I think it was yesterday, he did not have a two four seven profile. This is a guy that no one knew about. Really, I talked to him back in September. He's a legacy. His dad played at BC. I think his or no, his dad played at Stanford. His uncle played at BC. Um, and so he's got football in his blood. And according to things I've heard, he blew a, I, I mean, he ripped like, I think, like a 4 6 40 as a defensive back, um, at one of the camps. And really, I know the staff was really high on him. Now, he again doesn't have a ton of big offers, but this is a guy that's kind of under the radar. He's got a legacy, he goes to school. I mean, he's Hasselback's teammate. There's nothing wrong with taking this kid, especially if you think that he's going to turn into something. Now he's probably going to be a defensive back. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver on the, on the team. Um, But that, so that he'll probably be more of a developmental guy, right? He's got speed. He needs a little bit more probably physicality. We'll have to wait, see what they do with him in that sense, but they bring him in. Okay. And this now gives you eight commitments, seven in the month of January at June. So BC is is on a tear right now recruiting. Now, the bigger questions have remained. Will they go after, will they be able to land another four star? Will they be able to get their quarterback? Offensive line still remains a question. All of these are things that are worth watching. I I just want to say though, that I have said <laughs> I've said this all along, right? When, when I've been saying on these recruiting shows before June, I said, wait till they get the kids on campus. It'll start to click. And what happened? They got on campus. It starts to click. You know, I saw a lot of gnashing of teeth and I get it right when you're recruiting at, when you were three and nine, your coach is arguably on the hot seat, that you haven't had much luck. It's hard to just do it over phone, doing it over zoom, all that stuff. Once you get them on campus, you get them talking I mean, I'll just say right now, one of the interviews that I had was with Alex Broom, who was telling kids, look, we went three and nine last year. That ain't happening again. It's not happening. That resonates with kids. That resonates with these these class of 24 recruits. So that is something else. To watch for. Now this weekend, as I said, there's nine coming on campus. There's a couple offensive linemen. I think you're, fo- you're going to really want to watch on those ones. There's a couple defensive linemen. There's a couple skill players. Um, and <coughs> I think you're going to probably get up to our 10 after this weekend, which is what I told you they would do. Look, look hate on me all you want. Call me a BC apologist. Call me a honk. Whatever you want to say. Just remember this. I told you there was going to be 10 plus commitments in the month of June. We're at seven and it's June 14th. I told you BC would land a four-star commitment. It's June 14th. They've already landed one. There's a potential targets for another one or two. I told you BC would land multiple wide receivers and running backs. They have two wide receivers and one running back, and they could probably land a second one anytime. Look, I'm telling you, I'm going I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna float my own boat here and tell you I was right. So buckle up. There's two more weeks left. And then they can do more official visits. They're starting to look at the class of 25 as well. And we'll get into all of that as we go on. Now, <clears throat> other news that are going on, anything else that's going on. I, I already I already ranted and raved about the baseball team losing their pitching coach in baseball. Uh, bat hitting coach you can go back and listen to that um there is rumors i heard buzz david teal tw- uh, in one of his recent columns said that for the sec acc challenge the first year we're going moving past the big 10 bc could be playing the university of georgia who has not had a good bas- basketball team but hey it's georgia right that's a big program uh, that could be big news. And Amon Powell, I believe, was just named the captain of the hockey team. So that's pretty cool as well. Well, I'm going to head out. Hopefully, all you dads out there. I know there's a lot of dads that listen. I hope you all have a great Father's Day. I am going to sit back. Well, I, no, I'm kidding. My daughter has a birthday the same weekend as Father's Day. I'm grilling for a birthday party on Father's Day. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Give me a beer or two some good music. I'll sit on the grill. That's a good father's day for me, but for all you other fathers out there, I hope you have a great father's day. And again, if you're listening to this, head over to Eagle insider right now in three hours, we are losing our 60% off deal for an annual subscription. We've had 30 plus subscribers already. It's been incredible for a Boston college site. We're in the top 30 in the, in the, in the um, network. We're beating out some big time programs here. It's all because of you. Thank you all. Make sure you join right now. Go to Eagle Insider on 247. Join and hit that subscribe button here. We'll be back on Monday. We're going to wrap up this new weekend. If there's not a lot of recruiting news, we'll have Mitch on. But I've told Mitch he's kind of on retainer right now. While it's big-time recruiting news time, we'll have him back. Don't worry. He'll be back soon. But for, for Mitch, this is AJ. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.